Right, let's get to the Word of God. Let me pray that God will just do something really special today. Holy Spirit, we just welcome your presence, and we know that with you, all things are possible. And I pray that during the rest of this service, that you're going to speak a word in season to every person that's taken time to tune in. Lord, I pray and dare to believe for miracles. Lord, you said that's not just to be words, but power. I'm asking for transformation by your Spirit, not just information. Lord, mightily bless every person that tunes in today. I ask in Jesus' wonderful name. Well, most of you know the great Sir Edmund Hillary, uh, but what you may not know, after several attempts to scale Mount Everest, one day he stood before an audience in front of a photograph of, the, of Mount Everest, and he shook his fist <laughs> at the mountain, and he told, his, he told his audience, Mount Everest, you will not beat me again. You have grown all you can, but I'm still growing. Hey, you may not yet have beaten your mountain, but keep growing in God, and the day will come where you will conquer the mountain that confronts you. I want to share with you what I believe is an incredible, powerful key that's in the Word of God of how to conquer your mountain. So let's go to Mark eleven twenty three. Whoever says to this mountain, says, not the word says, be removed and cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes that the things he says, got that? will be done, he will have whatever he says. Three times it talks about what he says. Now here's the key point for today's message. Don't miss this. Jesus did not say, talk about your mountain. He didn't say deny your mountain, but he did say talk to your mountain. And I believe this is a real key that God wants us to understand of how to see miracles in our lives. Now, it's important to talk through your struggles. Look, if you've got battles, you, if you need to go through the grief process, please do it. It's healthy. Sometimes you've got to get it out before you can get over it. We said that last week. It's really important. But there needs to come an until moment, like David, remember last week, where he moves on from just talking about it, talking about what he's been through, and then begin to take the next steps. And that's where we move to talking to our mountain. Yeah, we've talked about it. That's okay. But now we're shifting gear and we're going to start talking to the mountain. Now, here's some good news for you. There's always an expiry date on the devil's attack on your life. Think about it. Hey, you've had tax. I've had tax. Guess what? There's always an expiry date. They don't go on forever. <clears throat> I found it in my own life. Some of them have lasted longer than I wanted to. But there comes a time where I think God says to the devil, it's enough. It's been long enough. Hey, I'm going to deal with you through our present, all the rest of it. There's an expiry date and we can move on. The attack will pass. If you study the prayers of Jesus and the apostles, they're really interesting. So often, they were like commands. They just spoke to the situation. Be cleansed. Come out. Take up your bed and walk. Be open. Lazarus, come forth. <laughs> he didn't talk about Lazarus being dead in the tomb three days and how, it's going to, how hard it's going to be to, to deal with the situation. He didn't talk about the death of Lazarus. He just spoke to the mountain. And we see that so often throughout the 
word of God. And that doesn't mean you don't have times of prayer. Yes, you do. But we're talking today about speaking to your mountain as a key to a real breakthrough. There was a top neurosurgeon, and he said, he said something like this. He said the speech center rules all the nerves in the body. So with our words, what he was saying is we direct our lives. So if you keep saying, I'm getting weak and old, all your nerves receive that message and you become weak and old. Quite simple, isn't it? Powerful. See, the words we speak are incredibly strong. If you keep saying, look, I don't think I can cope, I don't think I can get through this, all your nervous system, your nerves receive those words and sure enough, you find you can't cope and you find you can't do what you said you would not be able to do. Joel 3, verse 10. It's a great little verse. Let the weak say, what? I am weak. I'm getting better. No, no. Let the weak say, I am strong. So you say that before you're strong. <laughs> That's how you get strong. It doesn't say, <laughs> it doesn't say, let the weak talk to five friends about how weak they are. No, that will just make you more weak. You speak to the condition. And that's one of the ways to come through into victory. When Zacharias, he's going to be the father of John the Baptist, all right? So when he didn't believe that his barren wife would give birth to John the Baptist, this is what we read. This is what God does. Watch this, Luke one twenty. Since you didn't believe what I said, you'll be silent and unable to speak until the day the child is born. He was muted. You see, if he kept saying, this is impossible, my barren wife's not going to get pregnant, we can't have a child, he could well have stopped the miracle. So God muted him. Some of us need to be muted. <laughs> I don't know about you, but there's times in my life where I wish God had muted me and said, hey, shut up, Tark. <laughs> you've, you've complained about the situation enough, all right? You've talked about this mountain enough. Now speak to the mountain. Use your authority in Jesus' name. What about Jericho? So they're told, it's an incredible story. They said, march around this, the wall seven times. March around seven times, and then the wall's going to come crashing down. Never happened before in the history of the world, as far as I know. So you can imagine these warriors, these champions, thinking, this, this can't happen. This is impossible. This is stupid. Watch what happens. <clears throat> Joshua 6, verse 10. Nor shall a word proceed out of your mouth until the day I say to you, shout. So they were told they're not to speak for seven days. Imagine that. Imagine if you had to not speak for seven days. I wonder how you'd do that. Why would, why would God do that? Because they would have got negative. They would have complained about it. They would have got weary about going around the mountain. They would have looked at each other and think, man, we're making fools of ourselves. But God knew if they got negative, they could well lose the victory that God had in store for them. Remember the children of Israel? God said, hey, the promised land, it's all yours. Go and take it. And uh, most of them, the, the, the spies, and then the crowd all say, no, no, we can't do this. We can't take the land. Watch what God says. Numbers 14, 28. As I live, says the Lord, as you have spoken in my hearing, so I will do to you. And it was a reality. They said, we can't do it. Can't take the land. They never took the land. Joshua and Caleb, in contrast, said, we are well able. <laughs> it was just faith to take the land. And what happened? They actually were able to take the land. Can I be really honest with you? I don't think we can ever hear enough 
about the power of the words we speak. It's all through Scripture. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. What about, I was thinking about this today. What about if we put a limit on how many words we could speak on a daily basis? In fact, I'm going to stir this up a little bit right now. Who speaks more, males or females? Everyone says females speak more, and hey, I'm not going to get into a debate. But it is suggested that they do, maybe not as much more as most people would like to think. So I have this watch here. It measures my steps. But I reckon it's measuring the wrong thing. What about a watch that measures how many words you speak and, and, you know, like when I do something good with my watch, I get, you know, it sort of gives me a bit of a buzz. If I get my goal, it buzzes me. What about if every time you spoke a negative word, your watch buzzed you? I reckon if someone can invent that, it's going to be a billion dollar winner. If we can get a control of our words, and if we, every time we get negative, because see, it's so destructive. Your words are probably more destructive than if you don't quite do the number of steps that you should in a day. Anyway, think about it. That's, a, that's free for you. Ezekiel 37 verse 4. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. So the valley's full of dry bones. Dry bones, we've all got dry bones, areas of deadness in our lives. But Ezekiel is only told to do one thing. He said, um, hey, Ezek, <laughs> talk to the bones. He didn't say talk about the bones. He said talk to the bones. Prophesy to the bones. So here's a thought apart for you. Become a prophet to your own life and your own family. In other words, begin to speak into being the things that you want to see happen in your own life, in your family. Get a word from the word, okay? Get some good scriptures, get some good promises, and start being a prophet to your family and to your own life. So here, I've got a few thoughts for you. These are all scriptures. You can prophesy, you can declare, all my family will be saved. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I am more than a conqueror. By his stripes, I am healed. My God shall supply all my needs. What the enemy meant for evil, God will turn it for good. I am the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. You keep speaking those words. That's this word. Your life, listen, will start to move in the direction of your words. Look, this is true in my life. You know, it doesn't mean you're never going to have any struggles. It doesn't mean everything's going to happen. You can't just blab it and grab it, name it and claim it. I'm not talking about that. But I am saying our words and this word is so powerful. I base my life on this book and speaking it out, and it's powerful. See, God's job, I've said this over and over again, I want to keep repeating it. Job's job, God's job is outcomes. Your job and my job is process. So many of us want the outcomes. We want the blessings. But we don't do the process. We don't want to grab the scriptures and start declaring. That, that's like hard work. <laughs> then when our lives don't come together, 
we complain to God. Hey, come on, let's do a process. It's actually not that hard, and we will get the result that we are after. Some of you know Stephen Furtick. He's a guy from Elevation and a very popular, well-known speaker. But what you might, might not know is he tells his own story. And it kind of illustrates what I'm trying to say a little bit. His dad's father, which I guess is his grandfather, committed suicide when his dad was age nine. Imagine that. Terrible. So at age eight, Stephen's dad would talk to him about addictions. And he said to, he said to Stephen, he said, look, my dad was a terrible drunk. His dad was a drunk, and his dad was a drunk. So we're talking about generations of drunks. And this dad says to Stephen, he said, at age eight, he says, you can be the first fertic that's not an alcoholic. Stephen's eight years old. Eight years old. His dad, probably still a drunk, I don't know. But you can be the first fertic that's not an alcoholic. Well, the incredible thing is that Stephen from then decided to stay clear of all alcohol. alcohol. The alcohol addiction was broken in his life and in his family. And without knowing it, his dad, it's almost like, spoke prophetically like a, to the mountain of alcohol in that family that's been there for generations. Friends, we see here words. Words, even to an eight-year-old, can have so much impact. Don't ever underestimate what comes out of these lips. <clears throat> I read this statement. I'm not sure where it came from. When the devil sends, what the devil sends to defeat you, God bends to complete you. Don't you like that? Great statement. A lot of talk today about our past, upbringings, hurts, and how to deal with them and to move on. And that's valid and it's important. But I want to ask a very, very different question. How do you write the next chapter of your life? Can you do it? Can you influence your future? The answer is absolutely yes, you can. Psalm 45 verse 1 says this. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Your tongue, think about it. It's a pen. It can write. That's what the scripture says. So the angle I want to take on this is you can use your tongue as a pen to write the next chapter of your life, to at least influence it significantly. You see, declaring the word of God, what we've been talking about, is your pen. It influences what happens in your life, helps determine your future. And your, word, your life moves in the direction also of your prayers. I've found this so true in my life. I'm experiencing things in my life right now. Listen, they're the answer to prayers. Of many years, I've cried out to God for this and that and the other thing. And my life, I'm telling you, is moving in the direction of my prayers. Now, I, I said to you before, you can't have anything you want. I can't just say, Lord, I want a Lamborghini. You know, Lord, I, Lord, I want you know, a $50 million house. Lord, I want to be the most famous person on the planet. No, 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 no. You can't have that. It's got to come out of relationship with God. Now, that's the key. 
Write that down somewhere. Relationship with God's a key. Because then the things you ask for will be in line with God wants, what God wants to do with you. Then your prayers will align with what God wants for you. And there's an alignment with God's will for your future and for your life. But your, your tongue is a pen. Come on, start writing. <laughs> start using that tongue to influence the years that are ahead of you. <clears throat> we know the quote, great quote of Billy Crown. To get nations back on their feet, we must first get down on our knees. Can I change that around? To get our lives back on our feet, we need to get first down on our knees. Prayer is your pen. <laughs> Come on, start writing. If you ever needed motivation to pray, I'm giving it to you right now. You can influence your future, I believe, in significant ways. Regardless of what your life has been like to this date, maybe in a mess, a disaster, come on, it's time. You start writing the next chapter. Don't let the devil write the next chapter of your life. Come on, don't leave it to chance. Oh, I hope this might happen, I hope that might happen, I hope my life is blessed. No, <laughs> don't do that. Don't give the devil that privilege. And don't leave it to chance, like a lottery. You can influence significantly your future, the next chapters of your life. Hebrews 4 verse 12 is a great verse here. The word of God is living and powerful. That's this book here. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Do you know two-edged means twice spoken? So the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. It means twice spoken. You see, so when God spoke it first time, it's in here, read it, that's one edge of the sword. When this book, this word comes out of your mouth, that's the second edge of the sword. That two-edged sword, I'm telling you, is lethal to destroy the enemies, attacks upon your life, and to move your mountain. This is how I understand it. See, this is a living word, but when it comes out of your mouth, you activate what is written. You set into motion what is written. And God can begin to move supernaturally in your life. You see, this book is no longer sitting on a shelf collecting dust. <laughs> get, no, no, get it out. Start speaking it out. The promises of God. Activate. See, some people, people struggle with the word of God. They find it a bit dull and boring. Do you know what? Because they never activate it. It just, just lies there doing nothing. One edge of the sword came out of God's mouth. But you, it, it, that's not enough. You've got to put the second edge of the sword. Get it out of your mouth. Then it's a double-edged sword that will defeat the enemy and move your mountain and also start writing the next chapter of your life. See, God moves at his word, not just your word. See, it's his word coming out of your mouth is the key. Well, what are we saying today? Speak to your mountain. Don't just talk about your mountain. Joel Osteen's mum, I think I've mentioned this to you before, fantastic woman of God. They reckon she knows half the Bible off by heart. Oh my goodness. I wish I could say I knew a quarter of it or a tenth of it off by heart or even a twenty of it, but imagine half the Bible off by heart. You're talking about a, a, a woman of God, you're talking about a prayer warrior. Anyway, here's the deal. 
she gets cancer. And the Lord speaks to her and said, talk back to the cancer. Talk back to it. And so her husband, her children, Joel, you know, they would hear her up in the back room. They said, let's get out of here. Mum's going into one of her warfare modes. And she'd get out there with the word of God and she would declare, by his stripes I am healed. The sword, the one edge, yeah, by his stripes I'm healed. The second edge of the sword out of her mouth, by his stripes I am healed. Well, you can tell the rest of the story. She was completely healed. Never got cancer again. She activated the book. Brought it to life. Made it living, powerful, life-changing, supernatural, miraculous. There's more power in this thing, friends, than we would ever imagine. Get into the book. Start reading it. Start speaking it out. Start declaring it. You can't let the devil do all the talking. <laughs> you know, he's talking to you all the time. Oh, you're no good. You're useless. It's not going to work out. The future's bleak. You know, you made too many mistakes. You're dumb. You're ugly. Come on, get alive. Get out. Hey, it doesn't pay to serve. He talks to you all the time. It's time to talk back to the devil. You say, how do I do that? It's all in here. Talk back to the devil. But here's a few verses for you. You can do what Jesus did. Matthew 4, verse 4, when he was under attack. He said, hey, Satan, it's written, buddy. Listen up. It's written. But not only can Jesus do that, so can you. James 4, verse 7, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Yeah, you. I'm looking right at you. You're not, not, don't look at me. Don't look at Jesus. He will de- he'll flee from you. That's the power God has given you. Mark 16, verse 17, in my name, they will drive out demons. That's you. Luke 10, 19, you know that one? I give you authority. You, trample on serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy, that nothing may by any means harm you. Let's go back to Ezekiel 37. Verse 4. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Seems to me, dry bones, areas of darkness, areas of struggle in our lives, mountains in our lives, seems to me dry bones have ears. Because it says dry bones hear, hear the word of the Lord. So mountains have ears. Mm -hmm. Money has ears. They can hear. Cancer has ears. Sickness, relationship struggles, addictions, mental health, they all have ears. And Ezekiel's only asked to do one thing. He said, speak to those mountains, speak to those dry bones. They have ears and they can hear. Every mountain, every struggle is capable of responding to words. So your situation, your mountain, awaits your instructions, awaits your words. And if you fail to speak, which I'm sure you won't, nothing's going to change. Dry bones hear. Hear the word of God. How are the dry bones going to come to life? They've got to hear the word. How are the dry bones in your life going to come to life? They've got to hear words from your lips, speaking not about the dry bones, but speaking to the dry bones. Hey, we get this in Zechariah 4 verse 7. Who are you, O great mountain? Yeah, talking to the mountain. Before Zerubbabel, you'll become a plain with shouts of grace, grace to it. Sometimes this is what I do. <laughs> you won't believe this. I, say, I talk to the mountain. I say, hey, mountain, who do you think you are? Do you know who you're coming against? You're coming against a son of the Most High God. You're coming against someone who has authority in God. You're coming against the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the word of God. Hey, mountain, you are coming down. That's what David did. Listen, 1 Samuel 17, 45 to 46, David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword, with a spear and a javelin. 
I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, you are, the Lord will deliver you into my hand. Notice the Lord will do it. Deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you. David did not speak about Goliath. He didn't say, oh man, look how big Goliath is. He is terrifying. He's enormous. He's so tall. He's so big. How could I? He didn't talk about Goliath. He spoke to Goliath. He said, buddy, I'm taking you down. I come to you in the name of the Lord God of the armies of Israel. You ain't got a chance. And what happened? Goliath came down. Ezekiel 37, 37.7, as I wrap this up, the bones came together. This was not just a person dismembered. This was an army. Once a fighting machine. You know the church once marched triumphantly, was once a fighting machine, but now struggling, lukewarm, not influencing the world much. We need friends to prophesy to the dry bones of the church and begin to write its next chapter. Dry bones of the church. Hear the word of the Lord. I prophesied and there was a noise. There was a rattling. Bones coming together. Breath came into them and they stood upon their feet an exceedingly great army. Through the pen of our mouths, friends, we can write a new chapter for the church of New Zealand. Through prayer, through declaration, through proclaiming the word of God, we are writing the greatest chapter for the church of New Zealand and also for our lives. Four points for today. Number one, speak to your mountain, not just about it. Number two, become a prophet to your own family and to your own life by declaring the word of God. Number three, your tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Start writing the next chapter of your life because you can influence it through the words that you speak. And number four, when you speak God's word, it activates what God has already spoken. And if you want to add one for good measure, start counting your words. <laughs> and why not diminish them a little bit? Because the Bible actually says, be swift to hear and slow to speak. All right, what we're going to do now is let's respond. Let's do something with this message. I trust you've been blessed by it. You've enjoyed it. If you have, please tell someone else about it. It might help them to move their mountain. This is a very powerful key. And I know it works. It's worked in my life many, many times. So what we're going to do is speak to our mountains. Your situation awaits your instruction. So if you're sick right now, what I want you to do is to name your sickness, and then we just say, let, let, let's say it is uh, diabetes. Diabetes, hear the word of the Lord, by his stripes I am healed. You're speaking to your mountain. So let's do it right now. You name your sickness, all right, name it, call it out. Hear, say this with me, hear the word of the Lord, by his stripes I am healed. Hey, expect to be healed. Send us your testimonies. Let us know what God's doing. So if you need Finances, uh, your mountain is finances. Here's what I want you to, here's what I want us to say together. I speak to you financial lack, 
3 John 1 verse 2, my God will prosper me. Come on, let's say that together. I speak to you, financial lack. 3 John 1 verse 2, my God will prosper me. And Hey, that's the promise of God's word. You're just activating what's already in this book. Number three, we talked about freedom a few weeks ago. And here's a declaration. Here's how I want you to speak to this mountain. Psalm 118 verse 5, out of my distress, I called on the Lord and the Lord answered me and set me free. Affliction, leave me now. Come on, let's do that one again. Psalm 118 verse 5. Out of my distress, I called on the Lord and the Lord answered me and set me free. Affliction, leave me now. Let's just do one more. Relationships. Because I'm believing and I'm, I know, I know that I know there's going to be a lot of relationship lockdown miracles. I just know that. So I hope if you need that, receive that for yourself. But here's a statement I want to make on this. Relationship breakdown, be restored in Jesus' name. And here's a verse for that is Ephesians 4.32. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God and Christ has also forgiven you. A great verse. But let's just make the declaration. Say it together. Relationship breakdown, be restored in Jesus' name. Relationship breakdown, be restored in Jesus' name. You see, you're just speaking to your mountain. Hey, maybe as you've tuned in today, you don't know Jesus. You don't have a relationship with him. Wow. I know how to bring you into a relationship with God. It's a privilege that I have to do. It's not complicated. It's not difficult. And if you would like to know Jesus, you'd like to be saved. Look, the Bible says in John 10 verse 10, the thief he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He just ruins people's lives. Just look at the world around you. It's ruined. It's wrecked. People's lives are a mess. Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life abundantly. When you give your life to Jesus, he begins to turn things around. It's not a bed of roses, but things get better and better and better. My life today, compared to when I was unsafe, it's like darkness and light. If you want to know Jesus or you're backslidden, you want to come back to him, pray this really simple prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I thank you that you love me so much. You died upon the cross just for me. I confess my sins and I ask you to forgive me. And now, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, congratulations. It's the best decision you will ever make in your life. But hey, we'd love to help you on this journey. So please do connect with us at Church Unlimited.